Hi everybody, it's Tim Constantine from the Washington Times and for America, it's Dave Bozell. Hey Tim, how are you? I'm doing well, thank Great. you. How are you? Good. You know, uh, I'm going to ask you to, in like 15 seconds or less, for yeah. your initial reaction, I'm serious about that, okay. gut feeling, initial reaction to Iowa. Least anticipated Iowa caucus that I can remember uh, that, that was won in a blowout by the guy we all thought who was going to win. Mine is cold. <laughs> We're in D.C. today, and it's yeah. like 25 degrees, yeah. wind chill of 8 degrees or something. Yeah. And it seems warm to me yeah. because I spent three days in Iowa where it was minus 35. I thought that was criminal. I mean, I, we're, we're in the 21st century, Tim. Um, Iowa got what it needed out of its economic boom when they hold the, caucus, the first caucus in the nation. But you could have postponed that. Negative, asking people to come out in negative 17 degree weather. And who in the Iowa GOP decided, I know when we should schedule this, <laughs> up against the NFL playoffs. That's when we should do this sort of thing. I mean, I, I, a huge mistake, I thought, by Iowa GOP. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, too, so it was very grueling on me. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, let's talk about the results. Because yeah. when we predicted this, you said, look, Trump's going to win. He's going he's to win pretty good. Uh, he will be somewhere in the 40s. You were wrong. <gasps> he broke 50. He yeah. did even better. Uh, but you said DeSantis really needs to be somewhere in the 30% area. Right. That has to be a first, the first digit has to be a three. Yeah. And then you said Nikki Haley needs to get double digits. So by those standards, DeSantis underperformed sure. and Haley overperformed. Agreed? Uh, I'm stunned at how poor Ron DeSantis did. Um, I thought that he could have shown up on Saturday having not spent any money at all, having not spent one second in Iowa and still gotten 20%. The fact that he spent $34 million along with his super PACs and went to every single county and won, I believe, only one by one vote. A terrible indictment on the strategy. Uh, I, I thought he could have easily have gotten 20. The fact that he only gets 21. Um, very poor performance on Ron DeSantis's part. Nikki Haley overperforms. Um, I actually thought the results were sort of a microcosm of the GOP House majority writ large. 50% of the, of the House you know, is all for Trump and will do whatever, <laughs> whatever Trump wants to do. 21% um, of the House majority are hard right-wing conservatives that want to cut government anywhere and everywhere. 19% of, of, of Republicans are liberals who want to fund Ukraine, want to fund foreign misadventures, and then 7% Vivex. <laughs> They'll believe any conspiracy theory that's out there, and they want to do anything different for the sake of doing something different. So that was kind of an odd sort of, as the numbers broke out, I thought it was odd, an odd correlation. One of the fascinations I have is at the end of election night, there's always a spin. And I was with DeSantis when he said, we punched our ticket. They say there are two tickets punched to leave Iowa and continue the competition, and it's clearly now Trump and me. Right. Uh, Nikki Haley said, wow, we did great. We're polling great in New Hampshire. It is clearly now a two-person race. Having finished third. Who's right? I actually would like to see Ron DeSantis continue the campaign because I think he keeps Trump honest uh, from his right flank. Um, Nikki Haley's obviously not on the right planet, saying, suggesting that there's a two-person race having finished third. Um, she'll do better in New Hampshire because New Hampshire's a bluer state. Much more, many more Democrats will vote there. Uh, but I just don't see either of them competing deeper into the, as the- At the next forward. question, is there a path to victory? And I, I, I don't think there is for either one of them. 
no. barring a health issue or something crazy in the court system. But just as candidates, I don't think there's a path to victory. I think there is a better path for Haley, oddly enough, than there is for DeSantis, because DeSantis is polling as low as like 7% in New Hampshire. Right. And then you got a month before South Carolina. So if you underperform in Iowa, you get single digits in New Hampshire, that's not great momentum to try to continue to move forward for 30 days before the third contest in the home state of one of the other competitors where even she is not beating the I just don't see a path for the I don't the see a path for either of them. I respect everyone's right to run. Uh, I don't mind at all having a message candidacy if you want to bring a particular issue to the forefront. Totally respect it. Um, and I think Ron DeSantis's message of cutting government, delivering on Republican promises is sorely needed because of the frustration that the base has with the Republican Party not doing any of those types of things while they've had a, a power in the majority. So I, I'd like to see him continue. I just don't think he's going to amass any sort of electoral vote challenge. You mentioned delivering Delegates. on promises, and I think that is DeSantis's strongest card, is yeah. he has, he laid out an agenda, he laid out, here's what I'm going to do as governor, X, Y, and Z. And he did X, Y, and Z. He right. actually did, every, no matter what the polls said, no matter what the media said, he continued doing what he promised he would do. What I think he has failed at, you mentioned this, spending all that money and all that time in Iowa, is delivering what those things were. Because yeah. I, I'm a Florida resident, so I'm familiar with what he did. If you're from Iowa, you have no idea what the governor of Florida did. Right. And saying I delivered on my promises doesn't mean anything to you. You've got to say, here's what we did on, on education. Here's what we did with corporate structure. Here's what we did with COVID. Here's what... And I, I just felt like that message, the specifics of what he accomplished, which was a good conservative agenda, never really got out there. Well... His candidacy was going to be tough. I mean, th there is a sense of folks want retribution via their voting for Trump. They want to see, they want to see the third act of that movie. Uh, we spoke last week about, you know, any good boxing promoter when the fight when the first fight ends in controversy, they immediately schedule the rematch. Right. The country is going to schedule this rematch between Trump and Biden. So Biden, Biden may is, fail the physical. He may fail. That's yeah. He may not make weight. Um, <laughs> But DeSantis's challenge, I agree. Just saying you're going to do something because you've done something before is was not going to be enough. He needed to be a little bit more specific. Um, he needed to, and then he needed to stick on, I think, one core issue. Right? He needed to capture the public's imagination on one core promise. Uh, to, but he just he was all over the map with you know, he did this during COVID, this to education. But there just was not a lot of consistency in the message. Final note on DeSantis, and that was I was at his watch party afterwards, among other places, and, and I was there in the afternoon talking to some of his staff, mm -hmm. and they were in great mood. They, Best I could tell, they were anticipating a good night. Right. I was at one of the caucuses, and by the time I had made it from the caucus, they hadn't voted yet. They hadn't completed the count of the vote yet. By the time I was at Ron DeSantis's uh, event, and the staff was overwhelmingly upset, angry. They, they knew it was going to be a bad night. Now, the, the call for Trump at 7.20 before right. most of the caucuses right. had voted didn't help. But they were aware suddenly there was a change in everyone's mood there. And I, I thought, you know, th this is not going to be a good night. And, of course, it wasn't. So 
Let's, let's quickly do Haley, though, and I know she's not the conservative favorite. However, there was an American marketing research poll came out just yesterday in New Hampshire that shows her dead even, 40-40 with Trump. And she's been gaining, gaining, gaining. What happens if she happens to beat Trump in New Hampshire? Well, she's going to, then she might have a little bit more of a, a, a claim at this being a two-person race. Um, but I just, I think New Hampshire uh, is too blue to read into uh, projecting future success uh, for, for Nikki Haley. Um, if she wins New Hampshire and then Trump just Heisman's her in Nevada and then Heisman's her again in her home state, um, thank you very much for winning New Hampshire, but you know, no one will, will, will you know, effectively remember right. that. Um, so I, I just I don't put a lot of stock in I don't put a lot of stock in states that are voting in negative teen degree weather either. I mean, it's just you got to get the, the the diehards out there. Um, I, I, I wish the RNC would consider a different format altogether. It's funny because I, I talked to some of the folks at some of the caucus sites, and they were overwhelmingly older. And there were people coming in on walkers, people coming in on wheelchairs, and they said, no, no, we're Iowa. We're Iowa. We'll turn out. I get the romanticism of it. I get but, it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I like the state. I like the message they're trying to do. I like the retail politics where yeah. the candidates are expected to go eye to eye. But the one guy who chose not to go out and meet everybody this time got more than 50% of the vote. The, the one thing I, I was really surprised about vis-a-vis -vis the DeSantis point you made about them being sullen and complaining about the press calling it early. Um, look, a caucus is, that is the running risk of a caucus. When you're voting in real time, the press has access to call it in real time. And that, that is the, the inherent risk in it. So the idea that you would they complain about it afterwards, that kind of surprised me. I mean, the press has an obligation. They don't want to call it. They want the ratings, but they knew who was going to win. Final item before we go. New Hampshire's up next. Uh, what are you predicting? We'll just, just with the three. With Trump, with DeSantis, with Haley. I'll do Trump, mid-40s, uh, Haley, high-30s. And if DeSantis can't get double digits, he should drop out. I think you were correct on all three, and I do not think he will get double digits. Uh, probably, that's, that's fair. I mean, I... Until someone can, be, until a Republican can beat Trump, I'm picking Trump. Until I see it. From the Washington Times, I'm Tim Constantine, and for America, he is David Bozell. Thanks for joining us.